0: good morning church to our first-timers and regular attenders at the online service welcome to growpoint church online and some of you might be wondering what's happening on your screen preaching god's word the <laughs> <laughs> last time that pastor mark will be starting a new series but actually night changes because most of you know that we are planning to regather hopefully Praying, praying that this year we can gather, but we've realized that there's so much things to do or major renovations. Sa kinahanglana tuto buhaton sa worship center and Pastor Mark is the one mainly planning, organizing and overseeing with the team sa pagfix the center and it would be heavy para sa part for now if maghandle pa siya That's why I am here. And having said that. We really encourage you guys to take part in blue happening. Honestly, we need more hands to make this renovation possible. And in fact, we hina been able to so that we can have more space in the center. And we need more generous heart to really accomplish atong mga projects for the renovation. So if you want to know more about the details and how you can participate, atong the project re- renovation for this year, there's actually a button sa upper left side. I think upper left side sa inyong screen right now. And Cold project renovation, just hit the button and you will be redirected to the website. And I hope, I pray that you will participate in the work for the love of God and His people. Now, computers and cell phones are amazing things, right? They connect us to friends and family all over the world. They allow us to access information at the push of a button. And they take stunning photos, have your selfies and let you watch your favorite movies or listen maybe to your pa- uh, to your podcast Spotify and so much things to entertain yourself but we all have those experiences as well of our phones or computers not working properly your apps might crash and upload your computer becomes slow and things don't work like they should are the reasons why it happens but oftentimes it happens after a heavy usage when the system is or has been strained or perhaps the memory cache might be full or maybe I corrupted your file. Whatever the reason is, after straining the system, you often find problems. But in 95% of the cases, the solution to getting everything back to normal and working again is very simple and is easy. Just restart the phone or restart the computer. If something is not working properly, oftentimes restarting or rebooting um, your gadget allows it to begin functioning properly again. And our lives are not much more different than a computer or phone. Maybe as this year starts, we have so much things going on in our life. and at the same time, and it's bugging us down. Past failures that's trying to drag us down. Relationships that are not functioning properly because it has been affected by the virus called sin. Or perhaps we don't know if we, what we're doing I, I is right or if we are going to the right path because of so many destructions sa kinabuhi. Now, that's why we are starting a new sermon series today entitled Reboot because I believe that we need to have a fresh start in our lives. And the new year offers us that unique unique opportunity to start all over again, to have a fresh start, to get things back in order and functioning properly. And as we press the buttons uh, in, in various areas of life, As we go through this series, I believe it will help us step into God's powerful plan for our future, for His glory, and for the good of others. So that's why we are having this series. And today, we will talk about dealing with our past failures in life. Now, I know it's already that this time of the year, again, time to make those awesome life-changing New Year's resolutions, right? heartfelt resolutions that would hopefully change our lives this year or make us better. But if we're honest, most of us have attempted resolutions and failed. In fact, according to the U.S. News and World Report, the failure rate for New Year's resolution is about, is said to be about 80%. And most lose their resolve by mid-February. And another study shows that less than 25% of people actually stay committed to their resolutions after just 30 days. But what is it that drives us to make these resolutions that usually end up going nowhere? Why? I think we do it because we sense that something is wrong with our life that needs to change, or maybe we want to try something that we think we lack. And yes, we've seen the great brokenness of the world today because of the pandemic and the sa Pilipinas. We see people suffering, but at a personal level, we know that there are also areas in which we all have brokenness in life. As you look back maybe in 2020, I believe you made a risk resolution last year like you did or you will be doing this year but you found yourself failing to live up to your own ideals you might have success in life nice among career who and you might have you, you seems to have it all together but you cannot really stop losing your temper same with the people or maybe with your kids and you don't know how to have self-control or maybe naka-commit last year to have a healthy diet for your own good but wala gyahapon ka nagdisiplina discipline self and bati, bati due to unhealthy food nga or you made a resolution um to never gossip again but you ended your year last 2020 2021 with broken relationships because some hurtful words you said, and now you are having these regrets. Yeah, sa pag uh year 2022. Or perhaps nag commit ka to grow in your relationship with God, but you have so many excuses in life and allowing business and distractions to draw you away from God. So we mess up with so many things. We often do it wrong, and sometimes it is, you know, big big and sometimes it is small for some of us it's and for some of us it's easy to throw away things that are past their usefulness butang na na in the past but sometimes it's hard for us to throw away things in our life or in our past, like our past failures. There's that guilt and shame from what we've done, right? And sometimes we allow the past to define you and imprison you that you cannot really move on. And that's not a good place to be as a start and year, right? New Year is supposed to be a time for a fresh start. But for you, with all those past mistakes that you've made, it's just hard to have a fresh start. And you know, um, and, and you know what, the enemy could actually use this as an opportunity to say three lies about our past. And the first thing he says is this, because of what you've done, you are unforgivable. forgive, <inaudible> you are unforgivable, you've done too much. your your failure is too great, or you didn't do enough, or that failure that you've done has actually affected so many people, and do you think God can forgive you? And he doesn't stop there, but also the enemy tells us this: that you are unlovable. Maub, maub, bay common uh, question, right? When we fail, like, does God still love me, knowing that kini ako nabuhat niya? Or accept and gihapon ko sa kung brother or sister in the faith. If ako ang nabuhat. that's what we do when we fail, right? We doubt God's love and are afraid for people not to love us if they see the real us. And not just that, the enemy also tells us that you are useless. You are useless because of what you've done in the past. Wala na kay future. You have no future. God has nothing to do with you anymore. sa ka, right? You have a character flaw. You have an attitude problem. And you have said this and said that. And you have done this or that. And God is done with you. And there's no second chance. Now, I don't really know if right at this moment, um, you've allowed these lies that you are not, you are unforgivable, you are unlovable, and you are useless. You allow these lies to control you, that you cannot really move on and start this year, right? But what if I tell you that there is a restart button for you to begin again? What if I tell you that it's possible to get a reboot, that it's possible to start again and not li- let past failures define, imprison, or cripple you today? I, I want to propose for us three truths today that we need to understand that would help us reboot our lives living the past failures behind and help us move forward. Are you ready? Here's the first truth. Failure is inevitable. And we know that failure is inevitable living in this broken world, right? And knowing that we too are still work on progress. We've all made mistakes. But let me tell you that it's not just a you problem it's a human problem the bible says in romans three twenty three, it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and right before this verse paul states that there is no difference between jews and gentiles everyone has sinned and this means that no one is left out that every person has fallen short of god's requirement and what is god's requirement of course it's perfection because that's his nature he is perfect and because of sin humanity becomes imperfect and first john 1 8 it says if we claim to be without sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us now i want you to note that john's letter in first John is addressed to the believers just like the book of Romans, but he still recognized that even if Christian na ka or Christian sakatao, no one can really claim that they are without sin or has no tendency to sin. Yes, as born-again Christians, born-again believers, we are positionally perfect through the grace of Christ in the eyes of God, but we still need to be sanctified by the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in our lives because there's still part of us that wants to sin called the flesh we will fail cuz we we still battle with sin and flesh on a day-to-day basis and sometimes it is still enticing or sin is still enticing to us in fact some of the greatest figures throughout scripture have experienced failure in life like for example noah noah got drunk and exposed himself moses moses murders an egyptian and flees for his life and of course abraham Abraham lied twice about his wife being his sister, and Isaac do the same. And Jacob, he deceived his father and cheated his brother out of the birthright. And David sinned with Bathsheba and had her husband murdered. Of course, Peter denied Jesus three times, and all the disciples abandoned Jesus. And Saul, Saul was the greatest persecutor of of the early church and murdered many of the followers of Jesus. So we see that everyone has failed. And why do we think that we are going to be perfect? Why do we think that we are going to be any different than any of the other followers of Jesus? Why do we think we will be any better than anyone else who serve the Lord? See, failure is inevitable. It happens. And if it happens it will happen to you. It's universal and you are not alone. But for some of us, instead they face that honestly on failure and admit that it happens to everyone, including yourself, we tend to blame others or blame the circumstance rather than claiming responsibility. And hear me, we are experts in playing the blame game. We are experts in playing the blame game, right? We sometimes hear people say, or maybe you said these yourself that if it wasn't for so-and-so, I would be happy today or Okay, unta ang dagan sa mong relationship if dili lang si Mrs. or girlfriend ang problema. Or if such and such didn't happen, I would be in a much better place now. Or it's it's not my fault because. So, gitay reasons, maayugit taanin mo yung na mga statements. Now, maybe nagyud factor kaning si someone or something that can be attributed to having a, a negative impact sa mong life. But I believe the na nagyud put kay responsibility. Right? Kaya saay, may ngunta as a husband. If you are a husband, ng may ngunta nga na ko ugdili dili maayos sa kong wife or na ka dapat ko sa ako wife. kay sobra ramangu niya sa katabiandi kapugo na ng baba ug masukul, yes, di ni mo na macontrol kung anay mga sawa. But you can actually control your response. You could be more gentle and patient and loving. Even if it's sacrificial on your part as you rely on the power of the Holy Spirit rather than retaliate, right? Or we blame ato ang boss. Mayotan mo justify sa toong self. Ngayon ang animan akong ginabuhat sa akong boss, kinalibak na ako siya o ginadautan ako siya. Ngayon ang animan good po di batasan. Relate? Or perhaps ang uban sa inyo, ginablame na to ang social media. We say tungod ni sa mga six sexy Images ng makita na ako sa social media or any sites or easy na kaya yung to access everything, including the forbidden sites. Mo na mga lustful thoughts or easy rakumatem to visit those sites that leads me to commit sin or perhaps because moingon mo because manggods sa shopi or lazada na pagit sale maunang matem to buy lots of things that fuels my greed. Admitted, it, it's easy to look to someone or something else as the reason we failed instead of looking at ourselves first, right? And owning our failures and taking res- responsibility for, for, for what we've done, sometimes it's ato ang default, right? And I think the root of that is pride. You just think highly of yourself, feeling ni the people who feel or we don't want to see people look at us, we but we want to appear great, and that's pride. That's why we don't own it. Uh, proud people do not think they need to ask forgiveness from God because they can't really admit or even recognize their own sinful condition. But if masabda nato, but if masabda nato and ma accept nato reality that we all fail, and we fail sooner or later, I think that would be helpful. And I would say the first step to move on from our past failures when you begin to acknowledge and humbly admit your sins so that we can become the recipient recipient of god's grace where the healing and transformation begins now i know that it's not enjo- enjoyable to admit our own fault but don't shift the blame to others or circumstances but admit your own mistakes your own contribution if not problem because we all fail but while failure is inevitable and owning it is really a good thing but dili lang Because some of us, yes, we own our mistakes. But the next thing we do is we try to rely on human effort, you know, to cover up our failures with our good works, or give in to self pity and punish ourselves for the wrong things we've done, or magpinitens para mapasaylo lang tasa sa ginoo, which I believe are not really healthy ways to deal with our failures. And that takes me to my second point. And the second truth we need to understand is this. God's forgiveness is available. God's forgiveness is available. Yes, the that we do fall short of His glory. And sometimes it's really easy to believe that the lies that you'll never be forgiven, especially if we think, or we we fail big time and also we have been through those situations where we have asked for forgiveness and will give forgive so when we relate to god hard to it's hard to believe that we can be forgiven by god but the reality is god's forgiveness is so so infinite and that it can cleanse us or cleanse the sinner from his sin so that he or she can become a child of god and it is so good great that even we as the children of God stumble, we can still be forgiven. Psalm 103 verse 12, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Psalm 65 3, the psalmist said, As though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. Now, it's natural to feel regret and pain for the things we've done in our lives, but n- never forget that his love is so big and wide. And how far is the east is from the west. It is without limit. The east to west is never ending. It goes on and on. And your failures can certainly feel overwhelming sometimes, but no matter how many times you've sinned and no matter what you may have done, God can forgive you. Every single one, as the scripture says, those words are very comforting, right? And in Matthew 18, after Jesus talked about dealing with a sinning brother or sister, his disciple Peter asked him a question in verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I I forgive him? As many as seven times. Now, Peter was probably thinking that he was being generous at this time. Because what sa Jewish rabbis was that you can only forgive a person who was guilty of the same offense three times. So, three times only. But for Peter, plus four Judiah, you know, seven times. But... Jesus said this in verse twenty-two. Jesus said to him, "I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times." In other version, it says seventy times seven. So, dili niya pasabot that you do the math. seven times seven equals four hundred ninety. So, four hundred ninety. Will forgive, But Jesus actually meant that believers should forgive and keep on forgiving without limit, without any plan to stop. It goes on and on. Forgiveness must be infinite. And this is only possible because of the infinite grace of God, which is made possible through the shed blood of Christ on the cross. It is infinite and unfathomable as... Romans 5, 8 verse, uh, Romans 5 verses 8 to 9 says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, this is one of the most profound and wonderful truths in the Bible. God forgives people who are still sinners, those who rebel against God and go on their way, before anyone was able to prove themselves good enough or worthy, which is which is not really possible in your own strength apart from him god willingly came to earth in the person of jesus to pay the price for the sins of the world that those who believe in him can be forgiven of their sins and have a relationship with him now that's limitless right while i limit we We only limit our forgiveness to those people who are deserving to be forgiven. But God forgives the undeserving, including you and me. And how can you understand that kind of forgiveness? And the Apostle Paul realized this as well. He said in 1 Timothy 1 verses 12 to 15, he said to his young prodigy Timothy, I thank him who has given me strength. Christ Jesus, our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. Though, former, formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent. Look at Paul's past. all okay? right? But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Now, Paul saw himself as the foremost or the chiefest, highest ranking, worst of all sinners. Now, that's understandable because before coming to Christ, he hated the followers of Jesus and doesn't really care about him. He was not someone who was seeking Jesus, but someone who hated Jesus and his followers. But because of the overflowing grace and love of Jesus, Jesus forgave and chose Paul in his service. Listen to me. Yes, you need to know that you're a sinner. And you might think that you are the worst of sinners right now or a big failure like Paul, but you also need to know that no sin is so great that God cannot forgive. Dwight L. Modi said this, The voice of sin is loud, but the voice of forgiveness is louder. Amen? One of the devil's traps is to get us into thinking that there is no hope, that there's no possibility that we can be forgiven, healed, and restored. And he will try to do his best to get us to feel consumed and entrapped by guilt and shame that we do not feel worthy of God's forgiveness and acceptance any longer. But that's just a lie. He loves you and more than willing to forgive you. But then again, when we fail we sahay malimtanin nato truth our first instinct is to cover up and no, hope walay makakita or no one notices Ginatago na nato and when we are exposed our first impulse is to accuse others and hope everyone agrees di ang mali but sila or i blame nato ang circumstance as i said ganiha we are experts in playing the blame the blame game right and this shame and guilt Tongon sa na causes us to want to cover ourselves and hide from God, and we think na maon yung solution. sa and sometimes we hide the church, magpala yut sa community. But the more actually we hide, the more we suffer. A man named David. Of course, he was a man after own God's heart, but he failed big time. That caused his downfall. He committed adultery and murder, and instead of exposing it, he tried to hide it. And this is what happened in Psalm 32 verses 3 to 4. David says, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. You know, David could not get the wrong out of his mind. It awoke him. It followed him throughout his daily activities. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. He felt like God's disciplining hand was upon him. And my strength was dried up. Dried up as by the heat of summer. So Yanguzu is like water that evaporates on a sunny day. The guilt of David's sin, when he hit it, actually affected him physically, emotionally, mentally, and of course spiritually. And we can relate to that, diba? O ta Ang mahitabo is we lost our appetite na, din kaon and dita kataring experience a shortness of breath or or a deep breath nga muginhawata, lalum na kaayo or usahay mahiluna and our condition worsens, diba? The truth is that if we don't deal with our guilt from our failures, it will deal with us. But how did David found relief? Well, the next verses say that. The next verse says, I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my my um iniquity. Now, I love that. David didn't deny nor pass the blame, but he admitted it. Instead, I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So how did David find relief if it's through the power of confession? Now, what is confession? Well, confession... Is not telling God something that He doesn't already know. Of course, kabalon nang ginoo sa atong nakomit or sa imon nakomit before panimuna ingon. But the word confession actually means to agree with or to say the same thing, which means that to confess is to align with what God is saying, of course, from the Scripture, or to agree with Him about something. We agree that we have missed the mark or standard. Nayang is a Scripture for our lives. So. Church, that's that's confession. And you know what? Amazing, Kayo, because when you confess, God is more than willing to forgive you. If you are an unbelie- an unbeliever and you are listening right now, even if you've done things you're ashamed of, and even if you don't feel like you're a good person now, it's not too late for you. God will still forgive you because of his love for you. Turn away from your sins and turn to Jesus and he will forgive you. And if you're a Christian, being reminded of the gospel will be an encouragement to you as well when you fail, knowing that God loves you and accepts you and His forgiveness is limitless in your life. Even if you failed as a Christian husband or a Christian wife or as a boss or an employee, even if you've done something, say, you or a friend, God is more than willing to forgive you. And not just forgive you, but also He is willing to To use you. And that takes me to the third truth we need to understand today. And that is God's plan is unstoppable. God's plan is unstoppable. Now, God's plan and purpose for our lives in this world will never fail. Regardless how it looks in the moment. God is not through with us yet. And we need to get on with his plan. We may think that, you know, God is done with me. But he is not. God can still use you. He, he even uses those great men of faith mention mentioned ganiha, Although they failed. Abraham lied and doubted God, but God fulfilled his covenant saying so he had to be the father of all nations. Moses was a murderer, but he became God's chosen instrument to free his people from slavery. David the king, he committed adultery and mur- murder, yet he became a man after God's own heart. Peter denied Jesus three times, deba, right? Yet he becomes the leader of the disciples and the early church. And of course, Paul. Paul, he was a persecutor who became the greatest missionary evangelist theologian and a church planter so Dagam examples in the Bible of, of people who have troubled a troubled past but it didn't stop God from using them and to fulfill his his plan through their lives and God is in the business of using people who have failed and you know what the enemy might, want to use your failures to mock you but god can actually use them for his purposes there was a man um named charles colson or also known as chuck colson and colson served in the office of the assistant secretary of the navy and then he ran a political campaign and joined a loaf firm before becoming a special counsel to the president president richard nixon in 1969 at, at the age of 38 but then it all came crashing down um, when Colson was sent to prison for his involvement in the Watergate scandal. Now it's a it's a political scandal that also involves the president. Just research it for more details. So Na scandal he was sent to prison, and as one pastor put it, Colson's former career was over, but his calling was just the beginning. Because here's what happened, Katung. sa prisuhan. While in prison, Coulson converted to Christianity. He met the Lord Jesus and began working alongside with his fellow prisoners. And because of his passion, yang faith with other prisoners, it caused the birth of prison fellowship. Prison fellowship. And prison fellowship has created a number of programs to help inmates that also includes training to experience healing and wholeness with the intention of lowering the rate that pa sila but to really start a new life if they was So today, prison fellowship serves in all 50 states in the US, impacting more than 1,000 prisons and over 365,000 imprisoned men and women each year. That's really amazing, right? And in his 1983 book called Loving God, Kosoan shares this realization. And I read, the real legacy of my life was my biggest failure, that I was an ex-convict. My great humiliation being sent to prison was the beginning of God's greatest use of my life. He chose the one experience in which I could not glory for His glory. That's an amazing story. And you might feel very broken right now because among you and you think with all of these scattered pieces, it's impossible for God to restore you and use you for His service. But it's not true. God can use your brokenness For his glory. You may be a husband who. Easily lose your temper and directly na napekto ni mong wife, mung anak, or imong pamilya, or maybe a wife who find it hard to submit to your husband, or maybe someone who is struggling and addicted to pornography or games, or has the tendency to to maybe gossip and slander people, or maybe you've committed um sexual immorality, or perhaps dalira sa mamakak, or magtinapulan or whatever you're dealing right now. What if? that failure that experience and by the grace of god overcome will become the reason that you are able to minister to others effectively who have felt the same kind of pain and who have experienced the same struggle you know what god wants to use you broken people help other broken people right and we all have our own story of brokenness each one of us so three truths that you need to understand to help you restart this year and start right and that is first understand that failure is inevitable it happens to everyone it's not abnormal it's just normal when failure happens in your similar life and also forgiveness is always available by faith in jesus and god's plan for you is unstoppable and for our Application in light of all the truths, and today I want you to do these things. First, is this own it when you fail, own it, don't pass the blame, take full responsibility, say more action and contribution is a problem, admit that you can fail. But the good thing about owning your failure or flaws is you become the perfect candidate of God's grace and forgiveness because he is the God who is more than willing to forgive those who are humble and are poor in spirit. And the second thing to do is confess it. You agree that what you did is wrong. Don't try to hide or conceal it nor rationalize or minimize ni mong sin is a sin, and it's a big deal to God because your relationship with God is at stake. And you can also confess it to your trusted brothers or sisters. James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, some Bible scholars read the word healed here as a reference to healing from physical illness and others understand it to mean healing from discouragement and spiritual weakness. Now in either case his uh, this healing requires two things as Makita Natos attacks from Christians confession and prayer and james instructs vel- believers here who are struggling with sin to really seek faithful and trusted brothers and sisters in christ who will intercede para sa ilaha in their battle with sin now it doesn't have to be tannan, makabalo, but there a selected few if you believe you really need help and accountability and areas areas among life so confess it and thirdly repent from it now Confession involves um, admitting that what we did was was wrong, but repentance involves a desire to change course. You know, repentance goes beyond the acknowledgement and admission of sin. In fact, in Greek, this word repent it, it means to change one's mind. And in Hebrew, it's also translated, the second definition is also translated as turn, return, seek or restore. So, so repentance simply means to change your mind about sin. That when sin is no longer desirable or fun because sin brings chaos among life, it destroys your life, that naturally leads to turning from our sins to our Savior. There's a change, of course. It's it's giving up those things in the, the, the Bible called sins and leaving them to follow Jesus. And when you fail, own and admit to God that you you are wrong, but also you have to make a decision to tor- turn to Jesus as the only one who can cover up your mess, but what he has done on the cross for you. Don't pay for your own sins. Don't punish yourself or try to cover up your mess. The blood of Jesus is enough to cover up your mess. Now, i ni clarify um, that in regards to salvation sa and repentance is a one-time deal. And maybe you're not a Christian and this is what you need, you know, to acknowledge your sins and turn away from it and turn to Christ and trust his finished work to forgive you of your past present and future sins. so that in the eyes of God you are now perfect because of Jesus and even if the enemy will keep reminding you of your sins in the past to make you feel guilty and unworthy you can stand on the word so you know that in Christ you are a new creation the old has gone and the new has come you have now a new identity in that even in Jesus that even your present and future failure cannot really change and if you are a believer already we are also called to maintain a repentant heart we need to admit our sin when we fail turn away from it and run to jesus because he is better than our sin not for the purpose but for the purpose of restoring your intimacy with the father i hope that's clear okay so repent from your sins and lastly forget it isaiah 43 25 God says, I I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Now, before adding verse 25, God had reminded his people of their unfaithfulness, the nation Israel, of their unfaithfulness and false worship. But despite say, God takes away their sins, not because of their worthiness, but because of his pure grace and love. For them, and I like how God's forgiveness is described here. That when God forgives, He does not remember our sins anymore. That's amazing. Now, dilinyo pasabot nga nagamnisya si God hanga remember imo nabuhat? Of course, omniscient But the point is that God will never bring our sins before Himself or call to mind our sins because Christ fully paid for them. So when I say that, forget it. I'm not saying that ka na kalimtan ni mo to because I what we did in the past can mobalik ba in our memory. Bisan katro mga duga na nato, ginabuhat ba? But what I am saying is, don't let your past failures weigh you down or hold you down in the present moment, and miss what God has prepared for you in the future. Cut it loose, not no strings attached. Anymore. Just let the past stay in the past. And if God does not call to mind our past, then why are we doing that to ourselves? And why are we letting also the guilt and shame from what we've done paralyze us if God has already forgiven us? You know what? Listen to me. You don't have to live in the shame and guilt that once held you captive. You can throw it away, you can throw off the weight of your sin because you have been forgiven you are love you your past should not define who you are now because you are in christ you are so much more than that bad choice that poor response that rebellious moment than any of or all of your failures and mistakes you are so much more than that and again own it confess your sins repent from it and forget and just move on and I know that there are some of you who logged into, our, into church online today and you're letting your past hold onto you or letting your past failures define you. Yet the good news for you is if you're in Christ Jesus is that you can start anew. I hope that you will have a fresh start this year as you nail onto the cross your past failures with a guilt and shame, knowing that Jesus is more than willing to forgive every single one of your sins by his grace and mercy when you come to Him. And I hope that you will find victory in some areas among life this new year. You have God's Word, His Spirit living and empowering you. And we have you have also the community to help you overcome, to be what God's, God wants you to be. And never forget that God wants to use the story of your painful past and your redeemed life for His glory because in Him, nothing is wasted. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You so much that You are the God who is so abounding in grace and love. Thank You that You are bigger than our past, that the power of the cross is stronger than the power of what we've done. Thank You that the voice of love is louder than the voice of condemnation. Thank You that in Christ we are loved, forgiven, and a child of God. And I pray that You would help us this year focus on Jesus. Focus on what He has done for us. Focus on what He is doing in our lives and what He wants us to do this year by the power, guidance, and leading of Your Spirit. Thank You that we can step confidently, knowing that You're calling us to be used as imperfect person who has a perfect God who can empower and strengthen us to impact the world around us. In Jesus' name.